Today marks the first day of the third month on our trip around the sun. That's right, it's March. And on this episode, I wanted to highlight a film that touches on a theme that fits this time of year. March sees spring come into view. It's a host for all things St. Patrick's Day, and hosts a bunch of other things as well. March also signifies National Peanut Butter Day, which for a peanut butter fanatic like myself is well worth celebrating. March, however, is also Women's History Month, and it is that theme where our subject today fits. A movie about one woman's journey and lessons we can take from her, regardless of our age, gender, ethnicity, or race. So if you like me, and you enjoy film and the impact and emotions they convey, then grab a glass of your preferred liquid and join me for the next little while. For me, that's a warm mug of ginger turmeric tea from our friends at Rishi. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about the love of film. Welcome to Glazed Cinema. speak for countries outside of America, as I'm unfamiliar with traditions, but March signifies Women's History Month. A time to reflect on the amazing women in our past who have helped to carve out pathways for our current generation and the others doing amazing things today to help women of future generations. Today I wanted to speak of a tale that touches on many different themes and one that has inspired so many through the story that it unfurls. Themes of courage, perseverance, tenacity, and identity. Themes that, to me, reflect what our neighboring months of Black History and Women's History Months represent. The will to make strides for the betterment of others, despite obstacles, threats, and circumstances. Our subject today is an animated retelling of a graphic memoir by Marjan Satrapi, who not only wrote but illustrated the book as well. The movie adaption is also directed by the author and is an animated project with art taking inspiration from its print counterpart. Our story begins with a young woman entering the Orly airport in Paris. She looks tense and uneasy as she strolls through toward her destination. She wears a red coat, black pants and shoes, and carries a bag in hand. Stopping at the arrival and departure monitors to see her gate in time, 
she pauses. She sports a purse around her shoulder that is embraced by her long flowing black hair. As she squints, we see her destination on the monitor. She is headed to Tehran. A slow dissolve blends the trip duration to her image as she looks at herself in a mirror. She's in a bathroom now, and she has donned a hijab over her head in preparation for her arrival. Next to her is an older woman who glances dirty looks through the mirror, permeating ignorance and judgment. We next see her at the ticket counter, and then sitting on an airport bench smoking a cigarette as voices enter our consciousness. We hear, Margie, slow down, as a young girl who is in black and white animation passes by the woman we've been following. As the young girl runs and jumps into her mother's arms, we have left the present and are now firmly in the woman's past. The woman and the girl are one and the same, and her name is Marjan, who is headed back to her childhood home of Iran. Persepolis tells the tale of Marjan Sutrapi, which follows her from a young girl in her childhood home of Tehran through to her adulthood in Europe. The story is told through colorful present-day illustrations and black-and-white illustrated flashback sequences. The title of the movie and book comes from the Greek name for Parsa, an ancient capital of the Persian Empire. Persepolis roughly translates to City of Persians, and was a ceremonial capital within Iran between 550 and 330 BC. The author chose the title of this book because she felt it would help her tell a tale about culture and assimilation. She once wrote, quote, Iran was often subject to foreign domination, yet the Persian language and culture withstood these invasions, end quote. In the book and movie, we see Margie, the main character, try to balance things like her ancient culture with the culture around her, things like modern music, modern fashion, and modern art. In an interview, she stated that she had to leave Iran to begin writing this story. She said that she had to put some distance between her subject of her country in order to embark on the journey of putting pen to paper. She wanted to write about her life and to provide the Western world with an alternative image of Iran and began a memoir of her life. Satrapi, who earned a master's degree in visual communication, also did all the illustrations within the graphic memoir herself, which the movie animation is based on. When asked to adapt the book into a movie, she was hesitant at first, but agreed and made her directing debut with the feature. Keeping true with the illustrative form was also important and is very well done in the movie. 
The animation done throughout the film is nothing flashy. In fact, most of it has no color at all. It's also done using all flats. But the style, coupled with the emotionally and dramatically rich story, makes it come alive in a beautiful way. To be honest, this film is a little hard to write about, simply because it is an autobiography. There's not much for me to tell in terms of history or backstory here, since Persepolis is a history all on its own. Plus, let's be honest, my goal is to entice you to press play to experience her story for yourself, and let's be real, my commentary would be less impressive than what the audio, visual, and contextual journey of the film will give you and leave you with. I will, however, provide some details as always, and some scenes that stick out to me. Spoiler free. Marjan grew up in Iran during the 1978 revolution that saw the overthrow of the Pahlavi dynasty, who had ruled the country for 54 years. The revolution took Iran and the world by surprise, as millions took the streets of Tehran in protest. Through demonstrations and widespread unity, it only lasted a manner of months, from February to early April. As the smoke cleared, the Shah's army declared neutrality, which soon resulted in the overthrow of the Pahlavi dynasty. It's in the early flashback sequences of Persepolis that we see what this time was like for Marjan as a little girl, her family, and the country as a whole. As she gets older, the country gets older with her, adapting new laws and regulations. Among them is the censoring of art from the outside world. And in one of my favorite sequences, we see her confront these ideas head-on. At one point, as a little girl, she leaves her house to buy a new cassette tape after asking her mother for 50 tomen. As she walks out onto the street, she soon approaches two lines of men in black trench coats. As she passes, they mutter band names, hoping to make a sale. They remind me of the people you might run into in New York City, selling things like watches, sunglasses, and almost everything in between. They call out names and products like Stevie Wonder, Julio Iglesias, Pink Floyd, Lipstick, Nail Polish, Playing Cards, and one of my favorites, Jekyll Maxson. She pays them no mind until one says, Iron Maiden. She whips herself around and begins speaking with him, and after bartering, she buys the tape for 50 tomen. After the exchange, all of the men scatter as two women approach them and grab Marjan. They point out her sneakers, Michael Jackson pin, and the vest that she's wearing that has Punk is Not Dead etched across the back and threaten to bring her to the committee. After some pleading 
and fake crying, they walk away. And next we see Marjan at home, with a tennis racket, playing air guitar to her new cassette tape, and headbanging with the light. This is something I could very much relate to as a metalhead myself. Sneaking CDs, holding yourself in your room, and just having fun with the music that you love. I was also a rebellious spirit, and still am to a certain degree. So I took delight in seeing Marjan's rebellious nature come into play here. And let's be perfectly honest, you can't really go wrong with some Iron Maiden. At another point in the movie, when Marjan is older, we see her grapple with new clothing regulations. Students are called to a meeting during school, at which point men are on one side of the room and women are on the other. They sit in what looks to be a lecture hall as three gentlemen at a table begin speaking. They say that women can no longer wear wide-legged pants or makeup. They also announce that women need to wear an extended scarf that covers all of their hair. Before adjourning the meeting, they ask if anyone has any questions. After some delay, Marjan raises her hand and begins to speak. She cites criticism on these new regulations, specifically that men do not have any regulations on their dress codes, stating, I just don't understand why, as a woman, you don't think I'd be affected by a man in skin-tight pants, but you're worried that they'll be turned on by a few less inches of veil. After this exchange, she is back home with her grandmother, who, upon learning of Marchand's retort, says something that I found pretty profound. She exclaims, Don't ever forget. Fear is what lulls our mind to sleep and makes us forget our conscience. Fear also turns us into cowards. But what you did today took courage, and I'm so proud of you. Eventually, things in the country go from bad to worse and get quite dangerous. Fearing her safety, her parents send her to Vienna to finish schooling. And she spends quite a bit of time in Europe specifically Austria and France. We see her embark on new adventures, for instance, going to her first punk show, making new friends, getting a boyfriend, and a lot more. She eventually returns to Iran, and the story continues to unfold. Persepolis is a wonderful story, with a lot to say. And there are so many fantastic sequences, which I won't spoil for you. The image I chose as the hint for this episode is one of them, however. I find that image particularly catching. It's one of the images that sparked my interest in this movie. I wanted to know where these people were going, why they had flashlights, why it was so dark. 
and that image alone made me press play. Persepolis was released in 2007 and was a hit worldwide. It was awarded several awards, including the Sutherland Trophy by the BFI, or the British Film Institute, and the Jury Prize at the Cannes Film Festival. Both of these awards recognize a movie for its originality and its spirit of inquiry. When creating the story of Persepolis, Mrs. Satrapi wanted to convey her home, country, childhood, and experience in a relatable way. She set out to tell her story and successfully allows us to see ourselves in her own tale, imagining what we might have done in the same circumstances. Persepolis is a triumph for that universality, which has reached so many people the world over. It's a fantastic tale packed with many emotions and themes that are affecting and moving. It's a story worth experiencing, and one which we can all take something from. If you're looking for something to watch that will take you on a journey, or just experience a unique story, look no further than this movie. I highly recommend you press play on Persepolis. I don't think you'll be disappointed. If you'd like to watch Persepolis for yourself, you can find it on a variety of streaming services. At the time of this recording, you can find it on services like Vudu, YouTube, Prime Video, Google Play, and Apple TV for $2.99 or $3.99 to rent. This episode was written and recorded by me, Brian Kinney, with music by Kevin McLeod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Each week, there will be new content, including hints about episodes before they air. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, visit our website at glazedcinema.com. There you'll find more info about the show and a place to submit ideas for future episodes. For film fans who are hearing impaired, the blog page on our website features each episode in written form as well. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope to see you next time with another beverage and another fine film on Glazed Cinema. Cinema.